good day. My name is Sky, and I appreciate you spending some study time with me. I'm here to help you make money in online poker by teaching you key strategies and getting you to take action. Got a great episode for you today, but I want to start by saying happy Veterans Day to all of our military service members. Your sacrifice is definitely appreciated. So today's podcast is called I Love Surprises in Life, Not in Poker. Go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 463. Let's roll. Gambate! It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas. Half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. I love surprises in life. That's why I do not watch movie trailers. Truly, I don't watch movie trailers. And I can tell you the two movies that really sealed the deal for me on this. Fast and Furious Part 7 and Part 8. In the trailer for 7, they showed an awesome muscle car busting through the front of a gigantic uh, cargo plane that was in the trailer and that was the final scene in the movie, the final action-packed scene where Vin Diesel or Dominic Toretto is escaping from the plane. And then, so that really pissed me off seeing that ahead of time because when I went to see the movie, I realized that that was coming. And then a few years later, Fast and Furious 8 or Fate of the Furious In the trailer, you see once again Vin Diesel, muscle car, flying over, in his car, flying over a submarine with missiles on his trail, and they hit the submarine. Of course, once again, this is the final action set piece of the movie. You see in the trailer, you wait the entire movie for it, you know it's coming, and it's coming, and it ruins the surprise. So truly, like I said, I do not watch movie trailers anymore because of those two. Now, that might seem weird to you, like, how do I decide on what movie to see? Well, I decide on the movie based on the actors, the directors, the writers, the stories, the word of mouth, hearing good news about it from people that I trust. Then I just decide to go see it or not. Another thing, how I don't want to ruin surprises, I don't read Yelp reviews on a new restaurant. I want to experience things fresh, basically be surprised by it, without going into it with any expectations. However, I do not like surprises at the poker tables. I view poker surprises as a sign that I did not plan the hand, and I failed to put in as much thought as uh, my decision warranted. So let's illustrate this with a hand example. You can see a screenshot of this in the show notes page. Here's the action of the hand. Pre-flop, it's folded to me, and I open raise to three big blinds with king-queen offsuit. Now, it's folded around to villain two in the small blind. He called, and then the big blind folded. So just two of us, I'm in position. Now, looking at villain two's HUD, and like I said, you can see in the show notes page, he's a loose passive fish with VPIP and PFR at 43.13. He also has a short starting stack of just about uh, 60 big blinds or so. And his call preflop two bet statistic is 28%. So he calls a ton. For those live players out there, all of those numbers, they translate to he plays almost half of his preflop hands, 43%, and he calls way more than he raises. Now, we get heads up to the flop, and I hit a gut shot draw on an ace-high board. It's ace-jack-7. Two hearts out there. I have the king-queen with the queen of hearts. Now, villain two's fold to c-bet is 62%, so I make a roughly half-pot c-bet as a bluff, and I expect him to fold. However, Villain 2 check-raised my c-bet 
three times my bet. Now, here's the thing. If this play surprised me, and it did, I didn't do my job properly. After you see bet, the action goes back to your opponent. Three little buttons pop up on the screen, and you may have heard me talk about this before. Those buttons are your friends. They are your options. Your fold friend is saying, hey, click me. I'm ready to fold the hand. Your call friend is saying, hey, click me. I can call. We can see the turn. And the raise hand is saying, hey, click me. You only got a gut shot. You're probably not going to win this hand with a four outer. Hit one of the tens. You might as well raise right now to rebluff this guy. Now, those are my opponent's options after I make my C-bet. It's also my job to put at least a little bit of thought into what option he's most likely to choose, but also think about all the options in general. So his three options, remember, he can fold. That means he just hit nothing probably and just giving up. And that's a lovely outcome when all I hold is a gut shot draw. Now he could check and then call, and that means he likely has a pair or maybe a draw with those two hearts on the board or the ace jack, maybe queen 10 could call. Now the final option, a check raise on this board. Remember the board is ace, jack, seven, and he folds 62% of the time. That check raise is probably going to be top pair or better, maybe even only a two pair or better hand. Now, if his check raise surprised me, my reaction could be something like, dang it, what do I do now? Do I fold my gut shot? Do I re-raise bluff him? Just fold and give up my equity? This sucks. However, if I had put some thought into what each potential reaction to my play says about his hand, I wouldn't be surprised, and my play would be pretty obvious. To help you avoid surprises and plan for the rest of the hand before you act, ask this question. What hands would he raise? What hands would he call? This requires that you put some thought into his possible reactions to your action. So let's think about the situation. Remember, the flop was ace-jack-seven with two hearts. So what hands would he fold? Now, given that his fold of flop C-bet is 62%, he's folding almost two out of every three flops. He's folding most of his weaker hands, probably under pairs like pocket threes on that ace-jack-seven, and suited and offsuit hands that didn't flop any pair, nor any kind of a draw. Those are folding as well, like six-five of clubs or king, uh, king of diamonds nine of clubs. He might even fold those weak third pair hands with no redraw, like 7-6. And he could probably even fold those weak gut shot draws, like 9-8, with that 7 and jack right there, like an under gutter. Now, what hands would he check call? So because he's folding most of the time, he probably only calls with decent pairs and good draws. Flush draws with any two hearts would call, as would queen jack or ace four, or even king seven, with backdoor flush draws and a big kicker. Now the last question, what hand would he check raise? Remember, we're asking this question for all of his options before we make our c-bet. Now, what hands he would check raise? Passive players like this mostly just check raise with very strong two-pair or better hands, like ace-jack or pocket sevens on the ace-jack seven. If you know a lot about your opponent, you may have seen him check raise nut flush draws in the past. Something like the king of hearts, ten of hearts, with two hearts out there already, one of them being the ace of hearts, that could potentially check raise, and also the king of hearts, nine of hearts too, the nut flush draws, plus some kind of backdoor or uh, gut shot straight draw. If you've seen him make plays like this, getting aggressive with nut draws in the past, you could probably put those in his check raising range right now. And remember, Whatever hand you have, you got to consider how your cards block his. You hold the king of clubs, but the queen of hearts. 
So he can't be check raising with the second nut flush draw. Maybe it's the third nut flush draw, but fish do not often check raise with just a jack of hearts in their hand. Now here's the good news. If you thought about all this before you made the C-bet and you faced his check raise, you C-bet four, he made it 12 big blinds three times your bet. What is your reaction to his reaction? Well, it's to fold, of course. Sure, it is a bummer missing out on your gut shot equity. But here's the good news. You planned for this. His check raise wasn't a surprise, but instead, it was him revealing the strength of his hand. That's awesome. It's great when your opponent lets you know that you're crushed and your gut shot is just too expensive to chase to. Here's your action step for this episode. In your next three play sessions, I want you to plan for your opponent's reaction to your play before you make it. Now, this is easiest to do on just one or two tables, but you got to practice planning ahead right now. Some examples for you. Before you open raise preflop, what will you do if anyone left to act three bets? Also, what will be your general post-flop plan in case you get a caller? Now, before you C-bet from out of position, what turn cards can you double barrel if he calls you? Also, what hands would he raise with before you make that out of position C-bet? Are there any good draws that he could have? Any great strong hands, two pair or top pair or sets in his range? Another example, before you value bet the river, what hands can call and give you value? If there aren't any hands that can give you value, you're probably better off not value betting. Also, what hands would he raise you with, and can you call or re-raise for value? Good luck to you in your upcoming sessions, planning for their actions, planning for their reactions, and avoiding surprises. 